This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Shut up and sit down. Our weekly hockey broadcast with Brian Metzer, the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. He joins us once a week here in the Breakfast Benz Podcast to talk Penguins. We've got three games under our belt so far to look at the 2023-24 season. Mets, what are your thoughts so far? I've been entertained, I'll say that much. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say they looked a lot better in the second two games uh, than they did in the first game. I didn't like all the chances that they yielded to a young Blackhawks team, and I thought that's one they should have been able to win, even with maybe not playing their best game. They just couldn't score. But beyond that, you know, to score nine in the next two and then to have Jari play the way he did, I particularly like the way they shut Washington down in the third period, allowing just four shots to them. So, uh, so far, I, I think we have some good things to hang a hat on, and there's some bad things in terms of defensive structure, et cetera, but that's just a repeat of last year, so they've got to work through those kinks. But overall, you'll take two and one coming out of the shoot with a, a turned-over roster that looks a lot different than it did last year at this time. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. And the biggest picture thing to me is when the stars finish, that's the biggest variable. You know, And that was one variable that no one really wanted to focus on at the end of last season or during the offseason. It was, let's talk about everything else, but let's talk about the defensive structure and the blown leads in the third period. Let's talk about the goaltending. Let's talk about the bad acquisitions by Hextall, the bottom six, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, no help for Latang beyond him as far as a defenseman who likes to play the Sullivan system. We focused on all that, but we didn't focus very much on the fact that these star players just stopped finishing in March and <laughs> April. And um, it carried over to that first game against the Blackhawks. They had a ton of chances, but they only scored two goals. And at least that changed some against the Caps and against the 
Flames. And, and I do think that there was more support help in that Flames game as well. I would agree, Tim. I, I like the way that they played offensively as a team in that one. I mean, everybody had their looks. And Markstrom just played a, a really solid hockey game. And that's funny to say now when you look back at a 5-2 win for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, they, should, I should say they didn't finish early. You're right, because he yeah. it looked like very similar to the Blackhawks game for the first two periods, and then the dam opened up. Yeah, and it was the the best part of it was the four penalties called over a span of roughly three minutes and change. I think three ten, three fifteen, something like that. You had the Penguins get three power plays that were broken up by a Sidney Crosby penalty in the middle of it. But that sequence, just watching them work, that was the first time I think in a long time they had a power play that didn't score. That you still were like, okay, they're fine on the power play if they're going to get chances like that. They, they're going to score more times than not. And you just see the way that Eric Carlson has added a dynamic to it. It was very much evident on the sequence where Sid had back-to-back shots from the high slot. He took one. The rebounds pop free. Sid knocks it to him. He gets it right back over to Sid for a, a one-time shot that I think most times he would have found a way to put one in. So overall, to use a Mike Sullivan-ism, I like their stick to in that Flames game. They never look to get frustrated and kind of fold up the tents and get a boo-boo lip like sometimes this team does when they're being held off the board. So they stuck with it enough, broke through, got the goals that they needed, and uh, were able to walk away with a victory. And I think that the five goals almost made uh, put a shadow over what was a pretty, pretty nice performance for Alex Nedeljkovic, which, boy... If they get themselves a really solid backup goaltender now, they could nip at the heels of Jari and keep him honest and go out and win games and also give him some nights off. They're going to even be in better shape than they were because I just think Casey DeSmith had fallen to a level over the last couple of seasons where he was barely Casey DeSmith anymore. And this guy, at least in the very small dose we've seen through the preseason and this one start, looks a lot more like the guy that he was in Carolina than the one who was sent to the minor leagues for Detroit over the last two seasons. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Yet to Smith went out to Vancouver in his first two games. He was Roberto Luongo. Isn't that always the way, too? But he's back in a very com- uh, comfortable environment, going back to uh, Pittsburgh West, if you will, with Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin and everybody else. It seems like they love acquiring uh, you know, guys that were once in Pittsburgh, and he gets a new home and a new start, and good luck to him. When you talk about Carlson, how about the pairing with Pedersen? How is that working out, and what are your thoughts on Graves and Latang as a pair? That's the question there, Tim, the last part of it, because Ryan Graves, I think, is still trying to get comfortable here. Uh, he's had a couple penalties that you don't like to see. He's had a couple turnovers. Uh, Mike Sullivan shuffled those pairs a little bit in the Flames game. And I don't know if it was more a matter of trying to break through offensively or if it was a punishment for him because he did take a late penalty in period one. And in the second period, you saw Sully kind of shuffle that a little bit. He had um, POJ elevated at one point to play with Carlson. At one point, he elevated him to play with Chris Letang. And then by the end of the game, Ryan Graves was back in his normal spot. But he did skate some shifts with Chad Ruedel. So I think that they are looking for him to get a little bit more comfortable. One play he made, really stood out to me, Tim. It was early in the in the game against the Flames. No, it was in the Capitals game. He's trying to break out of the zone, and he goes you know, forehand to backhand to make a pass to the blue line where I guess he thought a teammate was. Caps pick it off, and had they completed the pass that they tried to make, they threw it to a forward who was right down in front of Tristan Jari. That could have been a really bad circumstance that looked also fim- uh, similar to the one where Corey Perry was left completely 
unencumbered in front of Jari against the Blackhawks just a game earlier. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you can't have happen. So he's got to clean that up. He's got to tighten things defensively. And I think some of it is just getting used to playing with a, a guy like Chris Letang, who can be all over the place. He can throw pucks to you when you're not expecting them. And uh, as a, in talking about the other pairing, I think they've been pretty good. Um, they played pretty well off one another. They're countrymen. I, I, I don't think they've really ever played together before, but they seem to communicate well. And I think that's a pairing that could end up being something. But overall, those top two pairs in general, not many teams can put out a Chris Letang and an Eric Carlson shift after shift after shift and stack them to the point of almost having one of them on the ice at all times. And both through three games have done some really good things. We saw Carlson have his night where he was all over the place offensively and, and was involved. And then the next night it seemed like Chris Letang got his chance. And that's the kind of thing you have. Cause if they take one of those guys out of the game, you have the other one that can go out and still do a lot of the same type of things. I know they're not quite the same player, but I've been impressed with those two as a duo on the same team more than I maybe thought I would have been in the early going. Well, what you just said there sort of alarms me in the sense that if Sullivan is already being reactive to what Graves is doing and not doing, yeah, there's nothing that Sully loves more than finding somebody who can be a whipping boy that's not one of the <laughs> returning superstars or familiar players that he's coached for seven years. He loves yeah. that. If, I mean, if there's a guy, a new guy call-up, a new guy acquisition that he can lean on. He will overcoach that guy and pay attention to that guy way more than anybody else that he's coached from the cup teams because he just he doesn't like to breathe down those guys' necks because he knows them so well. That's a good point. Now, I will say that Graves, and I know people roll their eyes when you hear plus-minus mentioned, but Graves a plus-three so far on the season. It's not like he's been exposed, but to your point, it did seem like he was the guy that was focused on in terms of shuffling the lineup. He's the one that got knocked down to play with Chad Ruedel for a handful of shifts. Now, I do like that by the end of the game, he did get elevated back to his normal role next to Chris Letang, but it is certainly something that we're going to keep an eye on moving through the upcoming weeks here because they're going to start to play a lot of hockey games. The, the start was a little bit favorable for them with having some days off in between, but before you know it, there's going to be a four-game week uh, coming up, and they're going to stack a few of them like that. And if a, if a guy is not playing well and or in the coach's doghouse, it snowballs awfully quick. And, and as you just said, he will continue to focus on it and beat on it and do all those things. So I hope for Ryan Graves sake, he does get the comfort that we we would hope to see with a guy who came in with his level of pedigree. Um, he was highly respected around the league. A lot of folks thought he could be a very good new Dumoulin for Chris Letang and they are right about that because he's a lot more mobile. He's good with the puck. He can make a good breakout pass and he can get involved offensively a little bit. I think it's just a matter of getting comfortable. And I hope that what we saw on Saturday night is just a, um, just a, a small taste of, of something that's going to go away. And we're not going to see him be the whipping boy to your point, because that's just something that could ruin a guy. I mean, he could come in here and, and immediately hate his time in Pittsburgh, but I will throw this caveat, a caveat at you. Many guys that come in with pedigree that are signed as top-pairing defensemen in Pittsburgh usually take almost a full season to get acclimated here. It happened to Sergei Gonchar. It happened to Paul Martin. Um, Mikhailik, when he came, he never even got a chance to finish his tenure. He got moved on. But I think Paul Martin, uh, lesser than, than Gonchar, but Gonch ended up going on to a pretty good Penguins career. So hopefully the same could be said for Ryan Graves in the, in the long run. ESPN's top 100 list is out. Sid is 23rd, I believe, on the list. 23rd. 
Carlson's at like 41. I know that Latang's at around 56. I didn't even see if Gino was in the top 100. I think he is, yeah. He's not? Is that is that correct? For the sure. ones that we went through already, are they too high, too low? What do you think? They also have Bedard all the way at 88. I, I bet you he's higher than that by, by the time the year ends. For sure. I mean, he already looks more impressive than we would have thought for a young guy. It just doesn't really happen um, for players that often to come in and to, to deal with the pressure of being a top overall draft pick. He's, he's handled it very well. I know Taylor Hall just said the other day he thinks that the media attention on him has been a little bit over the top, but that's kind of what you get when you are that player, and he's not wilted. I mean, he's essentially got points in all his games so far, and I didn't see what he did against the, uh, the Maple Leafs, but beyond that, he had scored in each of his first three in terms of picking up an assist and his first goal. So um, I don't know. I, I'm so biased, I think, when it comes to Sidney Crosby, Bedard had no points, him. by the way. He, he had four shots, uh, but no points. So he's got three in four games. But uh, when you look at someone like Sid, we see all the little things that he does. I think he's been really good here in the early going. He's always a guy that they've tried to turn the page on and say, okay, we're handing the, the torch to the youngsters now, and Sid's time is over. These old guys are done. And Sid goes out and has a season like he did last year. I, I still think he probably could be a little bit higher. He's not going to be in everybody's top ten. But I think he's higher than, what did you say, 24? Um, yeah, 23. I think he should be higher than that. So uh, that kind of disappoints me. As far as the defenseman, it's probably a, um, you know, somebody's opinion because they're always going to rank them higher or lower just based on offensive acumen. And that's probably what went into the to the play there. So I'm not going to beat them up too much. I don't like that Geno's not involved. He's still a point-per-game player. And when you look at it this year, he's tied for the team's lead in scoring. He's got six points in three games, and he has been in full Geno Machino mode through three games this season. So I would have liked to have seen him be at least on the list. But then again, he's probably one of the most gifted Russian-born players we've ever seen, and he couldn't even make the NHL's top 100. So why would he make it for this season? <laughs> All right, Mets. Appreciate it. Thanks for checking in. Uh, we'll do it again next week. I appreciate it as always, Tim. Thanks for having me. And we will reconvene. We'll have more games under our belt and hopefully have a better assessment of where this team is. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins, Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Network.